36. We stand. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins to God our Father, employing him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. I said I will confess my transgressions to the Lord. O Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor, miserable sinner, confess to you all my sins and iniquities, with which I have ever offended you and justly deserved your punishment, now and forever. But I am heartily sorry for them, and sincerely repent of them. And I pray you of your boundless mercy, and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor sinful being. Upon this, your confession, I, by virtue of my office as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God to all of you, and in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The introit. Behold, God is my helper. The Lord is with those who uphold my life. He will repay my enemies for their evil. Cut them off in your truth. Save me, O God, by your name, and vindicate me by your strength. Hear my prayer, O God. Give you the words of my
ears, O Lord, be open to the prayers of your humble servants, and that they may obtain their petitions, make them to ask such things as shall please you. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Old Testament reading for the ninth Sunday after Trinity is from the 22nd chapter of 2 Samuel. With the merciful, you will show yourself merciful. With the blameless man, you will show yourself blameless. With the pure, you will show yourself pure. And with the devious, you will show yourself shrewd. You will save the humble people But your eyes are on the haughty, that you may bring them down. For you are my lamp, O Lord. The Lord shall enlighten my darkness. For by you I can run against a troop. By my God I can leap over a wall. As for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is proven. He is a shield to all who trust in him. For who is God except the Lord? And who is a rock except our God? God is my strength and power, and he makes my way perfect. He makes my feet like the feet of deer and sets me on my high places. This is the word of the Lord. chapter of 1 Corinthians. Now these things became our examples. 
to the intent that we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted. And do not become idolaters as were some of them. As it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. Nor let us commit sexual immorality as some of them did, and in one day 23,000 fell. Nor let us tempt Christ as some of them also tempted and were destroyed by serpents. Nor complain as some of them also complained and were destroyed by the destroyer. Now all these things happened to them as examples, and they were written for our admonition, upon whom the end of the ages have come. Therefore, let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will also make the way of escape, that you may be able to bear it. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 16th chapter. He also said to his disciples, There was a certain rich man who had a steward, and an accusation was brought to him that this man was wasting his goods. So he called him, and he said to him, What is this I hear about you? Give an account of your stewardship, for you can no longer be steward. Then the steward said to himself, What shall I do? For my master is taking the stewardship away from me. I cannot dig. I am ashamed to beg. I have resolved what to do, that when I am put out of the stewardship, they may receive me into their houses. So he called every one of his master's debtors to him and said to him, How much do you owe my master? And he said, A hundred measures of oil. So he said to him, Take your bill and sit down quickly and write fifty. Then he said to another, And how much do you owe? So he said, A hundred measures of wheat. And he said to him, Take your bill and write eighty. So the master commended the unjust steward because he had dealt shrewdly. For the sons of this world are more shrewd in their generation than the sons of light. And I say to you, make friends for yourselves by unrighteous mammon, that when they fail, they may receive you into an everlasting home. He who is faithful in what is least is faithful also in much. And he who is unjust in what is least is also unjust in much. Therefore, if you have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, who will commit to your trust the true riches? And if you have not been faithful in what is another man's, who will give you what is your own? No servant can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. This is the gospel of the Lord. The Nicene Creed. 
I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, life of life, very God of very God, begotten not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again according to the Scriptures and ascended to heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father and he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshiping Lord who is loved by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead. St. Luke, chapter 16, verse 8. For the sons of this world are more shrewd in this generation than the sons of light. This is our text. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. In today's Holy Gospel, the Master commends the dishonest steward. Now, at first, this may sound wrong for a, well, rich owner to commend a man who robbed him and cheated him. However, 
the rich man saw how thoroughly consistent the steward's action was. When the steward was managing the rich man's goods, he did not truly care for the goods of his master, but he was consistent in always putting himself and his own needs first. That is the shrewdness, the consistency. You see, from the very beginning, the steward was always looking out for himself. He was concerned about his own happiness, his own well-being, his own unrighteous mammon. He was working for the rich owner. Oh, that is true. But only because of what he could get out of it. And this affected each and every decision. Wherever the choice was, if the choice was to party with his friends or manage his own, manage his manager's goods, he chose to neglect his work and enjoy. He chose to fix up his own dwelling rather than to maintain the property of the landowner or the farming equipment. He kept the books in order, but, well, only because he wanted the money for himself. He was consistent. He was, he was a rascal, and he did rascally things to get what he wanted, which was his own stuff. We tend to think that unbelievers are lazy, immoral, and habitual liars. But that is not true. Not true at all. We need to understand that many unbelievers are well-respected members of society. They succeed in business and in personal endeavors. In fact, many unbelievers go to church. However, we also need to understand why Luther says in the large catechism, everyone has a God. He also says, anything on which your heart relies and depends, I say, is really your God. So let's apply this. Let's take church attendance as an example. If your goal is to get to heaven and you believe that you have to earn enough good works to get there, well, then you will do just enough to get to heaven, but no more. And some people, uh, with this works righteousness, it will result in them, well, in being in attendance every Sunday. But, but for others, they'll simply think, well, as long as I do more good works than someone else, a little bit better. And, and so they'll just do better than others. Uh, and a lesser amount will, will work, if that is your goal. If your goal is to have a good reputation with others, well, you'll only come to church when your relations are in town or when others will ask you about your attendance, kind of like your behavior in school. You only obey when the teacher's watching. Otherwise, well, you don't want to get caught. If your goal is to be happy and wealthy, you might still come to church occasionally in order to please your wife. So, well, in that way, you'll be happy too. Uh, You will come to church so that others will think that you are an upstanding, honest, and thus you'll get business contacts. You will be concerned, well, about an offering when others are watching you. Uh, 
and what they will think, maybe you can see now that unbelievers, they don't always cheat and steal, lie, or commit adultery. Sometimes they build homeless shelters, tell the truth, live monogamous lives. You see, it all depends. It all depends on their form of idolatry. If it furthers their goals, then the things which they fear, love, and trust, they may or they may not cheat on their spouse. It all depends. We see in today's text, today's gospel, that the steward was quite consistent. Yes, he looked out for number one, both during his employment and in the midst of his being, well, fired. That was his goal. His goal, his one God, was himself. And he provided for himself a dwelling at the expense of his master's goods, both before and after his employment. And in this way, the steward was shrewd. Consistently selfish, but shrewd in pursuing his own selfish goals. Application, then. You are different. You have only one God, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, the triune God. Though you were lost in your transgressions and sins, your Heavenly Father saved you. He sent His Son to die on the cross for you. You were baptized into Jesus Christ and are now welcome at his banqueting table. Luther says, if your faith and trust are right, then your God is the one true God. Yes, you do not believe in works righteousness, no. You don't think that you have to perform a certain amount of good works to get to heaven. That's not true. You don't go to church to try to earn your salvation. You're a believer. You are free to attend church. As a baptized child of God, your goal is not simply to please your spouse or your parents, but to please your Heavenly Father. On Sunday mornings, your Heavenly Father desires to present to you His most precious Son whom He loves. The Father is pleased, not with some kind of minimum required service, no, but He desires that you genuinely love the forgiveness of sins. Purchased by his sons. He desires that, well, that love for his son would produce a life of praising Jesus Christ. So, you see, the same Heavenly Father who has showered you with great material blessings, he wants you to use those in order to love your neighbor. He has given you money so that you can provide for your family, support the preaching of God's word, reach out to the poor and those in need. You believe that God will give you your daily bread. And so you need not worry about tomorrow. So when we examine our lives, we realize that Jesus is right when he says, the sons of this world are more shrewd in this generation than the sons of light. Because you see what happens. Many of us, many of the sons of light, Continue to selfishly steal Sunday mornings away from God. Many sons of light live their lives depending upon whether others are watching them or not, 
rather than doing it out of love for God, many sons of light only obey the commandments when it is advantageous for them. That is not shrewd for a child of God. The problem with this kind of duplicity is that finally you will get caught. You will be found to have wasted the Heavenly Father's gifts. The judgment will be clear. No one can serve two masters. Either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and man. So the solution, my friends, is repentance for having other gods. Yes, the, the problem is that we haven't been shrewd. We are children of God, but we haven't been talking like it. We haven't been living like it. Now is the time to put to death those thoughts and words and deeds which are not shrewd for the Christian to engage in. The shrewdest thing for a Christian to do is to confess his sins and believe in his Savior. Again and again, we ought to hear what our Lord says. He says that he will save the humble but your eyes are on the haughty to bring them down. It would be shrewd to humbly confess. Through confession and absolution, the Lord will put aside our service to other gods, false gods, and he will give us the shrewd behavior of receiving salvation, the one which he has won for us. Putting away our false gods, let us love our one true God. Let us be faithful in the little things of this life. And the Lord will give us the true riches of heaven. Do not covet the unrighteous mammon, but use it in service to our neighbor, and then we will be received into heavenly dwellings. The epistle says this. Therefore, let him who thinks that he stands take heed lest he fall. No temptation has overtaken you except which is that which is common to man. But God is faithful. He will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able But with the temptation, he will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. So yes, we are Christians. Yes, we've been saved freely by faith in Jesus Christ. No, we are not without sin. There are times when we lead untrued lies. We are not without false gods, for that is what happens. But we have a way of escape. We have repentance. Repentance from our foolish behavior. Through confession and forgiveness, we have the way that God intends to make us shrewd. And so, as the Old Testament says, As for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is proven. He is a shield to all who trust in him. Amen. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep our hearts and minds in faith in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Page 
I asked Jeanette Vargo to come forward. We were going to bring her into membership last Sunday, as it was in the bulletin. Uh, she had a medication change and wasn't able to come. And so we will welcome her into membership today. Dear friends in Christ, the members of our congregation are happy you are to become a part of our Christian fellowship. Our Lord Jesus Christ bids us to confess him before men with the promise that he will confess us before his Father in heaven. That we may rejoice in your confession, I now ask you in the presence of God and of this congregation, do you accept and confess the teachings of the Evangelical Lutheran Church as you have learned to know them from the small catechism, that they are faithful and true to the word of God? If so, answer, I do. As a member of this church, do you intend to continue in the confession of this church, attend corporate worship, make diligent use of the means of grace, and lead a righteous and godly life? If so, answer, I do so intend with the help of God. Will you support the work our gracious Lord has given this congregation with your prayer, time, treasure, and talents? If so, answer, I will with the help of God. Upon this your promise, I, in the name of this congregation, extend to you the right hand of fellowship and love, acknowledging you as a member of the Evangelical Lutheran Church, inviting you to receive the Lord's Supper and to participate in all the other blessings of salvation which God has given to his church. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Peace be with you. Amen. If the congregation will stand, we continue with the prayers. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Almighty God, everlasting Father, we give you thanks that you have blessed us with an abundance of worldly wealth out of your fatherly divine goodness and mercy, and you've done it without any merit or worthiness in us. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. We ask that you would give us that spirit of wisdom so that as children of light, we would be shrewd in our stewardship of all of the gifts you have given us, our possessions and money. Bless our Bishop James, our pastors Michael and Gary, that they would be shrewd in protecting the flock by preserving true doctrine and practice, that they would be faithful in very little as well as in much, in unrighteous wealth as well as true riches. Bless our Early Childhood Learning Center and also our Director Keeley. Let us pray to the Lord. Almighty God, guide and support all government officials, especially those who serve in positions of authority, including our President Joe, our Governor J.B., our Mayor Steve, as well as the civil servants, the police of this community, those who have been entrusted with community affairs, we ask that they would administer them in good faith, because you know that we daily require sustenance that you have promised to supply what our earthly bodies need. Permit us to trust your word that we may not worry about what we will eat or drink, but always give thanks for what you provide. Grant your blessings upon all the schools of our land. To the teachers, give diligence and a love for their students and grant an eagerness for their students to learn. 
Keep our schools safe from all violence. Thwart the evil plans of those who would lead our children astray. Grant your holy people opportunities to witness to your love, both through their words and their deeds. Protect those who serve in the armed forces, especially Danny, Jason, and Blake, and our police officers, especially Daniel and Alex, that they may diligently carry out their duties and be protected from all harm and danger. O Lord God Almighty, who does behold all the nations of the earth from your heavenly throne, look down with pity upon those nations who are now at war. Hold your hand over women and children. Check the hatred and cruelty of mankind and direct the counsels of neighbor nations to overtures of peace. Give peace in our time that we and all your children may serve you with a quiet mind. Let us pray to the Lord. Bless our shut-in, Carolyn, as well as our elderly, Violet and Tom. Provide for the needs of Kevin and Stan, Jack, Levi, Jennifer, Jim, Mary, Connie, and Victor and Marcia. We ask also, uh, uh, we give thanks to you uh, for the 59th wedding anniversary of Butch and Mary Schroeder, and we ask that you would continue uh, to bless their married life. Let us pray to the Lord. O Lord, Heavenly Father, we here remember the sufferings and death of your dear Son, Jesus Christ, for our salvation. Praising his victorious resurrection from the dead, we draw strength from his ascension before you, where he ever stands for us as our own high priest. Gather us together, we pray, from the ends of the earth to celebrate with all the faithful the marriage feast of the Lamb and his kingdom, which has no end. Graciously receive our prayers, deliver and preserve us, For to you alone we give all glory, honor, and worship, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Holy, holy, holy. 
church, we praise and thank you for having had mercy on those whom you created, sending your only begotten Son into our flesh to bear our sin and be our Savior. With repentant joy, we receive the salvation accomplished for us by the all-availing sacrifice of his body and his blood on the cross. Gathered in the name and the remembrance of Jesus, we beg you, O Lord, to forgive, renew, and strengthen us with your word and spirit. Grant us faithfully to eat his body and drink his blood as he bids us do in his own testament. Hear us as we pray in his name and as he has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For that is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Oh, my God. 
Let us pray. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift. We implore you that of your mercy you would strengthen us through the same in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Peace. Amen.